game is done. Hey, everybody loves Tim K. Let me hear you. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. Dodgers get the win over the San Francisco Giants again. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Dodger Talk here on AM570 LA Sports. Thanks for being with us. We'll be here for about half an hour or so as we then turn it over to Petro Money, who will be on until 7 o'clock. Dodgers get the win today over the Giants 7-3 to as the Dodgers take 2-3 of from the Giants out of Dodgers Stadium in what turned into a home run derby over the last three games, Monday night and Tuesday night, and then the day game today. Obviously, it's hot outside. Don't need to tell you that. You understand how hot it has been as we're in the middle of this, uh, well, week and a half of just nonstop heat, day and night. Hopefully, we'll get a break this weekend as the cooler temperatures are expected to get here. Certainly, things will not cool down for the Dodgers, we hope, after they take 2-3 or three from the Giants, 2-3 or three before that to start the homestand. They go 4-2 and two on the homestand over those six games, and with 26 games remaining, the Dodgers' magic number is down to six after the win today. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is our number. Jump on board. You can also tweet at me, at Tim Cates. T-I-M-C-A-T-E-S, if you'd like to do that. The Dodgers get a really good outing from Clayton Kershaw. Six innings, two runs, five hits, eight strikeouts. You heard him in the postgame show there talking about how he liked his outing. He had three bad pitches. He felt one of them to David Villar in the two-run home run in the top half of the fifth inning. He would leave with a 3-2 to two lead, only to see Justin Brule give up a solo home run to Villar in the seventh. So Clayton Kershaw does not factor in the decision but for Clayton Kershaw, how he feels coming out of this outing is the biggest thing to take away. And so far, so good. You heard him in the post game talk about how he felt after this game. He feels good. He feels strong out there. And he gave the Dodgers six strong innings. Did not walk about her. Very efficient. He ended up throwing 86 pitches, which was more than his last start. The innings, more than his last start. So he's starting to get stretched back out again. His first outing since the lower back injury was last Thursday in New York at City Field against the Mets. Did not factor in the decision, but pitched well. Today, an extra inning, some more pitches, six six innings officially, 86 pitches, and he's taking that next step. And he talked about how he needs to keep taking those next steps over these next couple of starts before getting ready for October baseball. Now, certainly the Dodgers' bullpen did not come through today. Justin Brule gave up that home run. The Dodgers would end up taking the lead in the eighth inning, a four-run eighth, capped off by a Max Munty three-run home run. Evan Phillips had to come in and clean up the mess in the seventh inning. He pitched the eighth inning before getting a double play after a leadoff walk. Alex Vesia walked a leadoff batter in the ninth, but was able to get out of it with a couple of strikeouts. Now, before you start complaining about what Dave Roberts was doing today, why did he go to Justin Brule? Why did the Dodgers not go to their high leverage guys? Where was Caleb Ferguson? 
Keep in mind, the Dodgers' bullpen had a bullpen game on Sunday. In essence, it was a bullpen game because Caleb Ferguson was the opener. They thought Ryan Pepio was going to give him more than he did, but he just went two innings. So you saw a total of seven relievers pitch on Sunday. Caleb Ferguson pitched Sunday and Monday. He needs a couple of days off. And I understand Dave Roberts' thinking. Monday, you saw Ferguson, Trinan, and Brule. Tuesday, it was Kimbrell. And who pitched that ninth inning last night? Uh, I can't read my own handwriting in the ninth inning. Kimbrell was last in the last night in the ninth inning. That's right. That's right. Kimbrell because he had let it go. He had the frozen song to come out in the ninth inning. He still hasn't given up a hit since playing the frozen song. But the Dodgers, I get it. You have 26 games remaining. You need guys to step up and eat innings. You got to somewhat keep your relievers fresh. You can't keep going them on a daily basis. And with the day off tomorrow and a nine trip, nine game road trip ahead of you, you know you got to start throttling back a little bit the usage of some of your relievers, the high end relievers, the high leverage guys that you've called upon for a lot of this season. And Clayton Kershaw talked about it. Heck, yesterday on the Petros of Money show. Um, you, you you heard a little bit about that from Justin Turner as well, about how this is a, a team that, you know, they've gone to the bullpen a lot. They've got to throttle back a little bit. Justin Brule's got to start eating some injury, uh, some innings for this Dodgers team. You can't keep going into four or five guys on a daily basis. And with that being said, Caleb Ferguson is now being asked to pitch in high-leverage situations. Blake Trinan certainly is being asked to pitch in high-leverage situations, and he's just coming back still from an arm injury. You can't keep going him to him every single day. He threw, what, 23 pitches on Monday, did not pitch last night, did not pitch today. Certainly we'll see him this weekend in San Diego. Maybe he pitches on back-to-back days, Friday, Saturday, or a Saturday, Sunday, if needed. So I, I get the thinking. Um, I understand what it, because a lot of people on social media, after the Justin Brule home run that he gave up in the seventh inning are like, well, why is he out there? Why is Justin Brule being used in this situation? I get it. You got to have other guys soak up innings, go out there and help out this Dodgers team down the stretch with 26 games remaining because you can't keep going to the same guys day in and day out, especially if you want them to be fresh, want them to be ready to go and not have a dead arm as you get in to October baseball. 866-987-2570 is the number. 866-987-2570 as the Dodgers get the win over the Giants 7-3. to Clayton Kershaw, the six innings. Evan Phillips ends up getting the win in relief after he pitched an inning in a third. And then Alex Vessia closed it out in the ninth inning, a pair of strikeouts after a leadoff walk. But the Giants really didn't have a chance when the Dodgers scored four runs in the eighth inning to take the lead. Max Muncy busted it wide open with that three-run home run. Justin Turner, before that, also had a three-run home run. I mentioned it on the clubhouse show. The amount of home runs hit in this series. The ball flying out of Dodger Stadium. Now, certainly when it gets hotter and there's some moisture in the air, the ball has a tendency to travel. And that happens in Atlanta. That happens in outdoor spots on the East Coast. It just happens. When the when the air gets a little bit more moist in there, and the, certainly the temperatures rise, the ball will travel. We see at Dodger Stadium all the time. When the marine layer comes in, things cool off during a Dodger game during the summer. Ball doesn't have a tendency to fly out or go as far as it usually does when it's hotter outside. And with this heat here in Southern California, the ball traveled, in particular these last three games against the Giants, 16 combined home runs between the Dodgers and Giants. 28 of the 30 runs scored between the two teams came via the long ball. Today, the only run that didn't 
was a Trey Turner RBI double in the bottom half of the eighth inning. VR hit two home runs. Justin Turner a three-run shot. Max Muncie a three-run home run. The ball was flying out of Dodger Stadium over these last three games, and the Dodgers took advantage of that, and they get two or three from the Giants, and the magic number falls even more down to six with 26 games to go. 866-987-2570 is our number. 866-987-2570. All right, let's go out to the phones. Joe in Vegas is going to start things off here on Dodger Talk on AFI 70. How are you doing, Joe? Hi, Tim. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, the pleasure's all and, mine, sir. Uh, very good. Listen, I wanted to bring up the point that this is the first time, mm-hmm. I think, in the history of the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Los Angeles Dodgers, that there's three players from Las Vegas on their roster. Okay. J- Joe Gallo. Joe Gallo, Bickford, Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson. Who was the other yeah, one? Who was the other one? It. The uh, I got three. Gallo, Bickford, and Anderson. Well, Bickford's from Ventura. Yeah, but guess what? He went to a J.C. in North. It's called Southern Nevada mm-hmm. in Henderson, and he was the first round pick of the San Francisco Giants out of that J.C. Yeah, but we're still going to claim him well. here. We're still going to claim him in the eight hundred five down here in Southern California. I know he pitched up there and and, and was uh, selected by the Giants in what fifteen out of the College of Southern Nevada, but. Come on, he's still an L.A. guy. He's still an 805 Ventura guy. He went to Oaks Christian out in Westlake. You know, well, it's okay. And, it's okay. Uh, anyway, Joe Gallo, man. Yep. He's going to be awesome off the bench for us when we get into postseason. I hope so. That... I'll tell you what. Yeah. I go to his, you know, I go to his church. I'm Catholic. Bishop mm-hmm. Gorman, he went there. Okay. And uh, it's, it's you know, a couple miles from where I live. And awesome. He's gonna do huge. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. In, in the yeah, I mean, think about it. The guy, he he reminds me a little bit of uh, like Rick Monday, one of those older veterans that that could be off the bench, you mm-hmm. know, that's got power, good glove. Yeah, he's that type of a player. We'll find out, Joe. And I appreciate it. That brings up a great question, and I appreciate the phone call is what this postseason roster is going to look like. And we can project and kind of you know slide in who we think is going to be a part of this postseason roster. But when it comes down to it, there are a couple of spots that are up for grabs. I mean, let's just put the cards on the table. Let's just be honest with each other, okay? Cody Bellinger, as much as we love his defense and how much he brings, he's not hitting offensively. Sure, he's a threat, and he can go deep, and he can crush a ball at any time. But... Is 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 that something to worry about going into October? How about Chris Taylor? Folks, Chris Taylor strikes out a lot. Chris Taylor certainly has got big moments in the postseason. We know what he did with against the Cardinals last year and what he does defensively for you. I mean, go back to the series against Milwaukee a few years ago, that diving catch in left field at the old Miller Park that's now changed names, and we won't refer to Miller Park anymore because that's the scene of the crime that happened with David Vasse. But he made the catch there a few years ago in the postseason, making a fantastic diving catch in left field. Both players are really good defensively, Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger. But as we sit here on September 7th, both players are really struggling offensively. And Dave Roberts you know, paused when asked about it today about how much, how much length do you give them, you know, how much runway, so to speak, do you give these guys to land safely on the postseason roster? You know, we're running out of dates on the calendar. We're running out of games. 
for these guys to get it going offensively. What about a Joey Gallo? I think another question is Trace Thompson. Has he done more now, as of late, to to have a spot on the postseason roster ahead of a Chris Taylor? It's it's something this front office is going to be thinking about, and this coaching staff is certainly going to be looking at over the next 26 games that the Dodgers have. Sure, they're going to clinch the division. It could happen as soon as this weekend in San Diego. It's it's going to happen. But what about looking ahead to next month and this roster that they got to put together, the arms at the back end of the rotation? I mean, Tommy Canely is on a rehab assignment in AAA. Danny Duffy, is he going to help this team in September get to October? What is the bullpen going to look like as far as the amount of relievers they got? Tyler Anderson, is he really a starter for you come postseason? What's going to happen with Tony Gonsolin? Everything's trending in the right direction for Tony Gonsolin to come back, but he is just now starting to get ramped back up here since he's on the IL. I mean, they've got to get healthy, but at the same time, Tony Gonsolin's got to get some innings under his belt before October gets here. He just does. And as much as I like what Andrew Heaney has done for this Dodgers team this year, soaking up injuries, excuse me, soaking up innings despite the injuries, I, I I just don't think Andrew Heaney is a part of this rotation. Is he a long-inning reliever? Does he take up a spot from another reliever in the bullpen? Because you need a long-inning guy to soak up innings. I don't know. These are all questions that the front office is going to have to answer. And part of this next 26 games is for guys to either prove they need to be on this roster because of what they do in their production, whether you're on the mound or at the plate or with their glove, and to solidify those spots. Some guys need to solidify that they belong on the postseason roster. As much as we love what some of these Dodgers have done over the last couple of years in October and great defensive plays they've made, do they fit into the puzzle? Does their certain piece fit to this Dodger puzzle in 2022 in October? These are some real big questions that the coaching staff in the front office are going to have to come up with come October. Larry and Temecula, you're next up here on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Larry? I'm doing all right. You know, you started out your show tonight, or the segment, talking about Justin Brutal. Why did they bring him in? Mm-hmm. You know, I am so tired of listening to all the Dave Roberts detractors. There's not a manager in baseball that has put together a run for however many years Dave Roberts has been managing this team. Nobody has a better win percentage. And let's look at the the fact about baseball. Baseball is 90% pitching. This team has been decimated this year by injuries. And how Dave Roberts and his staff has managed to put this pitching staff together and keep it and put all the parts together were 50 two games over 500 at the beginning of September. Mm -hmm. He's done a masterful job. And I I listen to people when they call in all these brilliant minds should all apply for the job (laughs) when he decides to retire one day, because all these people know more than Dave Roberts (laughs) and his staff just explain to me how in his, his tenure of running this team. And I understand we've got the highest payroll in baseball, this and that, but you still got to get the guys out there Mm -hmm. in the right positions, the right, positions to win you have to show patience with the max muncies listen a lot of managers would have set sat max muncie down you know three months ago now look at what he's doing he's ripping the ball the cover off the ball 
Dave Roberts knows what he's doing. We're 52 games over 500, for goodness sakes. <laughs> and all these Dave Roberts detractors ought to apply for a job and, and manage baseball teams someplace because they're all so brilliant. <laughs> they know more about this than Dave Roberts and his staff. Just explain to me why his win percentage is the highest in baseball over the last, whatever it is, eight, 10 years, whatever he's been managing. This Since team. 16. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just, I'm tired of the detractors. All right, Larry, I appreciate the phone call that opens up a line. 866-987-2570. It's time now for the Daniels Jewelers home run forecast. We want to congratulate York Wang of San Marino, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing for your chance to win a $50 gift card. It's simple. Just go to am570lasports.com, keyword, home run. It's time to go around the horn with Jose Moda. All right, Jose, a lot to get to. First off, I want to. He, Larry from Temecula just brought up a point. Max Muncy and the reaction that Dave Roberts and this coaching staff had with him the last couple of months. Certainly, it has not been a great 2022, but what he's done here in the last six weeks, what he's done over this last homestand, he's caught fire. He's changed his approach, his stance. He's had three home runs in the last two games. He's a Giants killer. If they would have given up on him, Max Muncy wouldn't be doing what he's doing. My question for you, though, is, is there enough time for Cody Bellinger and Chris Taylor to turn things around over the next 26 games? Jimmy K, it's always good to you know hear from you. Um, there's still time. I mean, and the reason I say that is because for Max Muncy, you know, it took a week from just find something, mm-hmm. and we're all hopeful, especially with Cody Bellinger, that it's there that he's finally just going to simplify things and go back to what we saw in the postseason for years, and understand that it's not all the weight on the shoulders. He's not batting fourth anymore. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. take that weight off of you because it's not just about you. Continue to play your outstanding defense, but, you know, be more of a, of a contact type of guy. And I, I am one that, like with Muncie, I, I knew there was a need for him to take a mental break and a mm-hmm. physical break, which is, you know, what they found with that injury with the elbow. Um, Chris Taylor concerns me a little bit more because yeah. he's tried, Tim, and I, and I know Dave Roberts has talked about this mechanically, uh, he's tried different things. I thought I saw some glimpses and uh, talked to Charlie Steiner about this back in Miami when we were doing the games on fighting up some good pitches with two strikes and putting the ball in play. But then you see regression, and regression is something that uh, worries you a lot, especially when you know that for a guy like Chris Taylor, the amount of strikeouts are are, are cumbersome. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, what you're going to be facing in the postseason it's not going to be your mop-up guy out of the bullpen or you four and five guys. It's going to be premier guys coming after you. And there's a time in which – Teams will find a way to get around the guys that put the ball in play mm-hmm. and know who is a swing and miss guy and find a way to get the formula to you to make sure they get to your spot to have you miss some baseballs. Jose, what do you want to see out of Clayton Kershaw in his next couple of starts? Is it just maintain what he's done, kind of build on the five innings the first time out? Six innings today, what, 86 pitches, efficient, eight strikeouts, zero walks. Just can it maintain this during the next couple of starts and be ready for October? Is is that the goal for, for Clayton right now? I would say yes. I mean, Clayton's going to tell you that he wants to go eight or nine innings. but <laughs> um, And that's just the mentality of a guy that's been a champion throughout his whole career. But maintaining is the most important thing. Keeping him healthy is the most important thing. You know, his in-between start routines are unparalleled around baseball, and he's actually toned it down a little bit. But <laughs> it's all you want from him. Um, Clayton throwing – seven or eight innings the rest of the season, you know, in the stars that that are available to mm-hmm. him, is not going to make a difference. Yeah. 
is having a Clayton Kershaw that you know at least in the times that he gets up and the max effort on the pitches and pitching in situations where he has to get out of trouble, at least he can phase that. If it takes five innings, it takes five innings. Uh, if it's six, even better. But at least, you know, through the 90 pitches, I think he's just fine because uh, you can tell that, you know, walking people in New York really bothered him. Yeah. <laughs> and he just just ride back into business today. Now, for Kirsch, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself here. It's, you haven't asked me about today, but look at today, mm-hmm. okay, and, and how inventive he can be, okay? He had 92 on him, but he also knew that the Giants had given him trouble, had an ERA over five against them, and they have given, you know, fits, in the good at-bats and deep at-bats and, and uh, fought off some good pitches. So why not go out there and maximize something? And so fastball's up in the zone to show, but the fastball in that plane looks – like the curveball. In other words, the curveball looks at the fastball and vice versa mm-hmm. and went to a higher efficiency, a more increase on the usage of the curveball smartly because he knew exactly that, that slider they were laying off of it, but he found a great way to combat that and got them off kilter. Jose, final thing, the bullpen, the final 26 games of the season. Justin Brule came in today, gave up a home run. You look on social media, and Dodger fans are questioning Dave Roberts. That's why our, our caller right before we got to you, Larry from Temecula, was defending Dave Roberts and his moves because Dodger fans want yes. to point to this Justin Brule move today and say, why? you got a one-run lead. Clayton Kershaw just pitched his tail off over six innings. Why are we not going straight to a Caleb Ferguson or an Evan Phillips or an Alex Vesey in this situation? Dave Roberts had mentioned a couple of guys were down. You have to kind of maintain and, and, and watch the usage, right, over these bullpen arms, the final 26, in order to be ready and not have dead arms for October. You're absolutely right. This is September now, and you have the luxury of just going out there and having uh, pacing guys around, okay? You don't have to force anybody to get their stats better. You don't have to worry so much about matchups, but you have a way in which you can find something out about Justin Brule. You don't know if you're going to need Justin Brule because – that's what you have this time for mm-hmm. to answer some questions and find out who's whom and whose stuff plays better against whom. At the same time, yeah, guys that are going to be your key clogs, mm-hmm. they need to be as sharp as possible, but you cannot run them to the ground. And that is why teams that you know get into October on fumes suffer a lot early in, in, in the series because they've utilized all the pieces, but consider where the Dodgers are. And, and the callers write about Dave Roberts – Say anything you want. <laughs> Somehow the man has found a way. Yeah. And why are we not talking about Bueller being out and Kershaw being out and Kaylee being out and Trinan being out and Grant Earl being out because they've found a way as an organization managed by the guy who has to make those decisions to make the ma- maximum out of every single one of those pieces on that roster. And Dave has done a very good job in using those pieces. Yeah, there's talent, there's resources, there's money. But it takes way more than that to create a culture and a chemistry and a belief that guys know they can be trusted in. And for the bullpen guys, you know, the postseason, is, it becomes a bullpen game from the sixth inning on, and you want to have your key pieces as sharp as possible, knowing that you're not going to have the necessity to explode them as much here through September. Jose, make sure you pack those goggles for this weekend in San Diego. I feel like you could be, doing, could, could be doing a little celebrating. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I thought you talk about the rain that might be coming, too. Oh, that, too. That Bring an umbrella, but also bring mm. the goggles for the uh, the clubhouse. 
goggles are better. You know what? I'll let them burn. I need, I need some burning in my eyes. Let it burn. I love it. I love it. Jose, have a great, uh, a great day off tomorrow. We'll check in with you this weekend. Take care, bud. All right, there he goes. Jose Moda. Great having him on here on Dodger Talk. That's going to do it. Apologize if we couldn't get to your call. Petro, some money are chomping at the bit. Ready to go. I want to get some great sports talk in here on this Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for listening. And as always, download and listen on the iHeartRadio app to Dodger Talk and all the podcasts. You can listen to pregame interviews, all the postgame festivities as well. Dodgers off tomorrow, off off night Dodger Talk. And then it's a three-game series in San Diego. Dodgers, a chance to clinch the division with the magic number at six and a head-to-head series coming up against the San Diego Padres. Dodgers win it today at a Dodger Stadium, 7-3. to three. Thanks to Colin E. Thanks to all you Dodger fans for being a part of the show. Petro, some money show. It's coming up next.